ever wonder what happens in the sacrament of confession? Well, here is your chance. Pepe and I do a live confession on the pod. Just kidding. However, we do talk about our experience of sharing our mistakes and why God is always more than anything we could ever be. We talk about relationship and mercy and love that can't be found anywhere else but in the experience of God in the sacraments. It's fitting for Christmas talking about gifts and graces we don't deserve. So here's our gift to you. You definitely don't deserve it, but we love you. It's like it already, long. yeah, it's already the end of the year. About to go on your honeymoon last time record, and now you're about to be traveling again. You yeah, know that's right. Going home? We are going to Florida for Christmas. This is our first cr- Christmas one as a married couple, because I proposed to her on Christmas Day, which is kind of cool, in the family oh, damn, home. damn, yeah. It's been a year, huh? Yeah. that's So that's kind of cool to do that. And the other thing is, like, we also get to share a room in her house because hey. we're married. It's just an interesting hey. concept. Hey, respect. Yeah, it's just funny. Like, we, we can share a bag. That was different. Yeah. That was different, too. Like, after Joe and I got married and we'd stay at her parents' house, it was just, yeah, it's just a different feeling when you're, yeah. pa- when the when the parents are like, yeah, it's fine. This is your, this is your room. I'm like, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it's more <laughs> weird for her because it's her, like, the room she grew up in. Yeah, like, why is this man in here? <laughs> yeah. But generally, like, functionally, it makes things a lot easier, right? Like, if we share a clothes bag, it's easier to carry things around. It just makes things easier. We can do night prayer, yeah, which we do every it's night. It's definitely more quicker. efficient. It's convenient, yeah. For sure. Yo, before uh, before we kind of dive into what we're going to talk about, like I just said, the last time we recorded was pre-honeymoon, and right. we did have that Friends Miss this past weekend, but didn't really get to talk about your honeymoon. How, how was it, my guy? A honeymoon is fun, man. We did the like the true honeymoon experience where we... Went to like this all-inclusive beach re- island beach resort, man. Like isolated Dang, so island. Everything felt free while you were while you were there. Felt free, and then we got this check at the, as we checked out. We're like, damn. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was tight, man. Like unlimited food or three courses per meal, which was crazy. Jeez. Yeah, you don't even have some room for that, dude. Yeah, I mean, like the the videos and the pictures looked. Looked unreal. Yeah, it felt it, you guys were it felt unreal, man. Like private boat tour. And honestly, like we paid for a lot of it with points. So since hey, I that's the way to go. That bro. is the way to go. Joe and I put so much of our shit for our wedding on credit cards with like zero percent interest. Like we opened them right. like the year we got engaged, knowing we were gonna use those points right to go on our honeymoon and pay it off like within the year so it just it just made sense so for anybody engaged out there please follow suit that's right yeah yeah we also got a credit card when we got engaged used all the points man it was for what we did we should have paid way more right like money wise but facts in some form we paid for it but whatever but that's that's a financial story and where'd you go again remind our uh our listeners in my ears we went to three places in the Philippines. So she got to see my alma mater, which is kind of cool. Um, oh, we yeah, were in Manila yeah, yeah, for a day. And then... Did you see people that you uh, you knew? Bro, I ran into one person that I knew, which was great, generally. But she was also like a person who I was tangentially connected to. And she was an employee <laughs> of the school at the time. She was like working in the admissions office. She was like... She hung out with the basketball... All the basketball players hung out 
in like the admissions. Oh, okay. So it wasn't uh, like a Tita you hit like nah, a Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, she's cool. She's cool though. That was cool. Then we were in that island in El Nido, which is like last frontier of the Philippines, like jungle vibes, beach jungle vibes. Did that for a week. Oh, okay. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of you go outdoorsy kind of shit. Nah, that was the resort, but we did do some outdoorsy oh, okay. stuff. Never mind. <laughs> Take it back. Yeah, yeah. We did some outdoorsy stuff uh, in Cebu, which is like a southern island adventure kind of town. Mostly, I thought it was cool to go there because it's, it's the birthplace of Christianity in the Philippines. Oh, okay. So, okay. like, you know, Santa Nino's there, all the story, all the history of... You felt it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was cool. It Did was you go cool. to any daily masses while you were on your honeymoon? Daily masses? That's a good question. No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy, right? Because we're in, like, these highly Catholic places. Um, yeah. But definitely not. Definitely got the Sundays in. We did think about... We were in Japan for three days towards at the end because... It was just like, cool. why not? Our stopover's already there anyway. Might as well stay for a couple of days. And yeah. we were like, what if we went to a mass in Japan? And we looked up Catholic churches in Japan. There's like two in Tokyo. They are <laughs> heathens, bro. Heathens. <laughs> I want to go so bad, though. Yeah, that was tight. Tokyo was cool, man. It was like New York, but in Japanese. That's what I tell everyone. And was it clean? I hear, I hear it's like super polite and super clean. Super clean, super polite, man. So respectful. Like, you don't even My have favorite, to communicate. Favorite cuisine, too. Yeah, and boy, they they are their cuisine is so good it makes you forget everything else they did, you know? That's that's <laughs> your bit for sure. But I bought a book called Hiroshima and I won't touch it cuz I love ramen too much. Like, I love this food, man. Pearl Harbor? What? <laughs> I'm just playing. Oh, no, 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 no. We're just playing. We're just playing. They've been forgiven. Speaking that- of forgiveness. <laughs> right. Anyway, no, I am. Uh, I'm hyped. You had a you had a good time, but before you left, we did kind of challenge each other. You know, in preparation for Advent in this season of getting yourself ready to at least go to confession before Advent started. Were you uh, just a check in on that? Were you able to? Were you able to do that? Thank you for holding me accountable. I did actually the day after I went to confession, uh, the day after we talked. So it was like maybe okay. a week before. Christ the King, which is the end of the liturgical year. Mm -hmm. I went to confession. I actually went again uh, during confession. You know how like all the dioceses, like, I don't know, they do like a penance service and they get like 80 priests in the building and it was on campus. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go dapped up some students. Yeah. It looked good. You know, like looked good. I've probably sinned in in between. Yeah. Yeah. I had a absolution. Yeah. I did a little examine of my conscience and, you know, pulled some out. So I did that. I see, I see. That was like December 11th. So I feel good, man. I feel like I feel sin free and just, you know, on fire for the Lord. What about you? That's fire. Yeah, I was able to go. <laughs> I I went to a random church on a Wednesday right before the first Sunday of Advent. Not a random church. I go there for holy hours every now and then. But yeah, I don't know if, if this is pride speaking, but I, I can't. Like, I have a good relationship with my coworkers, so I, I don't really want them to be my confessors. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, like, can't you just walk next door and go be like, yo, James? I can. I definitely can. And I've had confession with both of our priests there at UCLA, but I don't know. It, is, is that a pride thing, or is that just like, dude? yeah, I would rather just, like, either stick with one confessor, which I've usually done um, in my life, or just not wanting my coworkers mm-hmm. to, even though I know they're in Persona Christi and stuff like that, but I'm just like... 
let me let me just for my conscience sake i'm gonna um go to this other church the short answer is yes it's pride the the (laughs) nuanced answer is that i think going to people you're familiar with could also affect the way you confess your sins right like depending on how healthy you are spiritually and mentally like you could really go into it like seeking forgiveness in a way that is more or less like just friendly you know like you could shift the way you say words you can kind of mask things like just like you are with friends right like you just kind of like hey yeah i kind of did this you know but i know you'll forgive me because you're my homie yeah yeah i mean it, it, it like the times the i think i've gone once with one of our priests and another time with the other priest and i mean i'm i'm the type of what's the adjective to describe someone who's going in there <laughs> sinner I'm, I'm, I'm the type what? Uh, I'm, the, I'm the type of sinner who's uh i would say some people would probably say pretty nonchalant when i go in there especially if i'm not like in a super like deep prayerful not that i'm not prayerful when i'm nonchalant but i'm like you know when i'm not very contemplative going in there or i'm like there's a lot of emotions going on but i'm pretty like relaxed uh either way but i could see how if i was confessing to a friend and or coworker where i don't know may- maybe even like i wouldn't say keep stuff but like i can't be there's something in me that's like not allowing me to like be as vulnerable yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's also like confession is not in my eyes, a place for that person to hold you accountable, right? Like after that, it's not their job to keep you accountable. More or less, your coworkers are response are accountable to you. So if you're confessing to them, you're also putting on this standard for them to be like, well, tomorrow I got to be accountable for you. And I don't think that's like the role of um, priests in confession. Like they're not supposed to hold you accountable. Yeah, at least when they're in forgiveness in that, you know, persona Christi. Yeah, so I, I think you're also benefit. You're helping them a little bit, you know, because you, yeah, you're not. Yeah, and again, like worse comes to worse. Like when I really need it, I do that. Th- those times where I've really had to felt felt the need to go. Yeah, like I didn't wait for you know the confession time at the parish, fifteen minutes away. I yeah, just yeah. walked over there and was that, like, "Hey, can I get a confession real quick?" Bro, not to like put you on blast here, but I, I that phrase is so interesting. Of like when I felt like I really needed it, right? Like. Is it that you felt like distant from God or you felt like you wronged him? Like what is like, no, I felt no, like it wasn't I like that. It. I mean, I don't, not to, not to, <laughs> not to overstep some of the other segments we want to, we want to go into, but I, I mean, I'll give you the example of the time that uh, I did walk over there and just like asked for a confession from my priest uh, um, a few doors down um, and this is something we've yet to share on the pod. Uh, obviously, the close people around us knew this, but I, it's weird, okay? So I am going to, like, you know, open up a little bit here. But basically, um, prior to uh, my wife and I, let me pause for a second. It, I get and I find myself saying my wife and I getting pregnant because we are one, but I do understand that the woman is the only person that actually gets pregnant. So forgive me for any... <laughs> For any language nuances like that, yeah. But prior to my wife and I getting pregnant with uh, the baby that we're welcoming um, in February, we actually had uh, a pregnancy before that we lost, and we were in a staff meeting 
Um, and we do kind of check-ins uh, prior to like going, you know, over actual work related stuff. And my priest could just kind of see that I was like distraught or, you know, insert sad adjective here, mm-hmm. you know, could just kind of tell something was going on. And at that point, I, I felt compelled to tell the staff what happened. So I told them and even even going through that whole thing. And I'm sure, you know, you and I have already talked about maybe t- doing an episode on, you know, disappointment and and, you know, hard shit like this. But yeah, in that staff meeting, I felt like telling them what had happened. And so I told them and then they were all like, you know, very supportive and wanted to pray for me. And I don't know what compelled me to do this, but like I walked into his office after the staff meeting and was just like getting kind of emotional. And I don't know what compelled me to ask him, but can I, can I just like, like go to confession? Like I just said that I don't, I don't know why I felt like getting absolution in that moment would make me maybe feel better but yeah for some reason i did so it wasn't it wasn't like a man i i hurt god so much like i really i just fucking need to <laughs> need to go it was like <laughs> i was in such a state of like not knowing how i was feeling and yeah also feeling in just a dark place and in other times in my life when i actually did hurt the lord and felt far from him and felt like I was in those dark places. Confession was kind of like that thing that like receiving absolution and, and having that sacrament there for me, helped me get out of places like that. And so obviously it was completely different scenario, but I still was in a dark place and felt like this was the only way to like maybe try to get out of it. So I walked over to his office and asked if I could go to confession. That's interesting. You can go on for days about that feeling, but Okay, that makes sense. It's just, I think yeah, I think I have more selfish reasons for going to confession, but like a man I really <laughs> I just need like, to go. You we know? went to we went really hardcore right there right before we were going to talk about venial sins. Yeah. Dude, I go to confession, bro, to to try to segue from that. I like when you <laughs> ask me like why do you why is it how do you know you need to go to confession? Like what's that draw or whatever? I'm like coming up to Sunday and I'm like, dude, I want to receive the Lord so bad. And there's yeah. no way I do that in yeah. sin. So that's like one of my major motivators to go to confession is like, man, yeah, I, I really think there want was a point receive. in my life when, when I was a missionary where it was just a thing, like I was going once a week. So it, I never got to a point where I was like, ah, oh, man, like I'm not going to receive the Eucharist today. So I need oh, to go for sure, to for confession sure. right now. Like there was like, I was on such a consistent, like, schedule of going um and maybe maybe there's like a maybe that's whack too but yeah you know at that point in my life that's what what you needed right and that was that's crazy it was you know what i'm thinking i'm thinking we might have been on similar parallel timelines of confession because there was a point between like 2017 and 2019 where i was going to confession like every week yep man my what were my missionary years 16 to 18 so yeah probably damn that's crazy <laughs> just something yeah, popped in my head I mean, but yeah but on a lighter note <laughs> uh, a segment you know back by popular demand quick question do you confess venial sins and if you do we bring back the segment it's only venial do i confess them uh do you confess venial sins <laughs> Boy, I think I try to. I think there are priests who are just like, bro, you need to stop. This is this is not that. <laughs> what what the fuck are you doing? Um, this is, wait, wait, wait. You have priests going like you feel the energy off of them, saying like, 
why are you saying this? Nah, nah, nah. I think the energy is more <laughs> like, uh, you know what you're saying. Like, you're, you're being very honest here, man. Like, I, I don't think the problem is maybe the, the sins that you're quantifying. I think it's more so some deeper stuff. So I, I think I, like, kind of scrape sometimes the bottom of the barrel for sins to be like, man, but I think this is a sin. And I think this is a sin. And they're like, it, <laughs> oh, wait, are you, are you the kind of confessor who's, like, not confessor. Confessy. Confessy. Yeah. Yeah. That goes in. The kind of sinner that goes <laughs> in and is like, I need to make sure I say all the bad shit I did. Like, all of it. <laughs> kind of, man. When you say scrape the bottom of the barrel, I'm I'm thinking, like, this figurative sin barrel that you're like, <laughs> fuck, there's some shit down there, too, that I need to fucking... <laughs> nah, nah. I'm the kind of sinner who goes into confession trying to tell the priest why I sinned. <laughs> And I think that's the worst part, man. That's what, and I think when, that's when there's a long kind line. Of venial. Do you when when there's a long line? Do you think priests care? Nah, I think they have no idea, bro. I think priests have a system. They're in. They are the person of Christ, and they're just like, let's do what I must. Come on, man. They don't know. They don't know. They have no idea. I have had one priest ask me like, how many people are out there? <laughs> I've had that like towards the end. Yeah. Like, you know how long the line is? I'm like, there was like three people when I walked in here. <laughs> okay, so do you have any uh any venial sins? Uh, like to... Venial sins worth sharing here, man. <laughs> nah, not any actually. I, I I'm gonna sound like a proud person here, but I, I don't think I do. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't think I. I don't. <laughs> Bro, that's that's where I was going because I I was trying to think. Okay, if we're gonna do. A segment of it's only venial. I was like thinking about venial sins, and it got me thinking that when I go in there, I never talk about venial <laughs> sins, bro. I'm like either like it's not on my heart, or maybe worse, like I don't think I'm doing anything bad <laughs> when it comes to venial sins. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. It's yeah, such man. a complicated thing. It's like the things you're not gonna like be held. Uh, accountable for in in so much the way that man my english is terrible right now but like the way that mortal sins are so like do you even have to say that right right like and does it have to be to a priest like can i are those the ones that i can just think about and be forgiven and, for, you know? and bro if i know them are they venial at that point <laughs> if i know them yeah i mean there is like a sin of ignorance or something right like i don't know because at that point it's mortal no if I know no, I did something wrong. No, that is a requirement for a mortal sin, but it's not a... Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's not a qual- qualifier, or I don't know what the word is. Whatever. And it's, that and that was its only venial. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could come up with some stupid shit, right? Like, Probably, yeah. There was this, there was this dude at Mass the other, this week, and he was standing... So after Mass, at the... At the school, at the university, the student mass, all the students, everyone's invited out to the patio to have donuts or there's a cereal bar or some shit. All cool stuff. And I sit around there and I don't really, I just kind of sit around and be present. There's this one guy who was kind of standing off to himself. And I was like, oh, I guess I got to talk to this dude and see what he's up to. He's not eating anything. So I okay. talked to the dude. Turns out he's not even a student here. He lives in the neighborhood and is just <laughs> returning to the Catholic Church, right? Okay. And he's like, yeah, I'm just like kind of getting back to the Catholic Church. I grew up Catholic and then my parents got divorced or something and, you know, I started going to Episcopalian Church. But I just, 
graduated from college a couple of years ago, and now I'm just like kind of figuring out where my church is, where my community is. And I'm coming here. I like to go because it's late at night. The problem was, was this dude just kept on talking, bro. And I was like, oh, no, I have just a fucking opened up a can of worms. And like, I'm you're trying like, to be kind. I came over here to do you a solid. And then yeah, bro. taking all of my time. All of my time, bro. And my me and Mariella are standing there. And he, this guy's just going off. And it's all great stuff. Like, happy for you, bro. But it was just like, oh, man, he really needed someone to say hi to him. And I was just kind of like, <laughs> bro, I got to go. I mean, I the, the my excuse to get out of it was true, but it took a while to get there. I had to, like, introduce him to other people to kind of relay the his attention. But I was like, hey, I got to go. Mary and I have clothes in the dryer, and we need to start folding them. But it took, like, <laughs> 15 minutes to get this man to stop talking. And then... We exchanged numbers because, you know, I'm, I'm happy that the man is back in the church. And I was like, hey, anytime you need to get back, you know, you want to go to yeah, mass, yeah, let me course. know. He texts me afterwards. On your campus minister shit. Yeah, he texts me and he goes, hey, thanks for saying hi to me. I'm a shy person, so I'm glad that you, like, initiated. And I was like, boy, you are not shy, man. You are just waiting for your moment. <laughs> But hey, you know, I'm I'm a judger. You just pick and choose your spots. You're yeah, right. yeah. And you know, I've and that's what I realized that I'm I'm a judger of people. I like to make judgments, but you know Okay, okay. Yeah, it's that's only venial. venial. <laughs> that's pretty you're pretty venial. Yeah. <laughs> I mean in that aspect, I mean I don't feel compelled to, to share just to share. But yeah. yeah, there's definitely aspects in my life where you do that. I think it happens so quick. You know, yeah, like you don't, you don't, sometimes I feel like you don't even mean to do it, especially like in that scenario. And I've had scenarios myself where I'm like in, in church, right. And you're just like, why are they leaving? (laughs) Oh, bro, that's definitely, I'd be watching people (laughs) receive all the time. That's, that's my favorite activity during mass is to kneel and look at everyone receiving Jesus. Be like, "Mm, right hand on top, bro, come on, man. I see people uh, making the sign of the cross the opposite way. Oh, and I, I know that we have brothers and sisters like on that that side of the Catholic Church that that do that. And meeting oh, them, like, right, right. Are you one of them? Not not that there's a separation. I'm just saying, like, do you know if this is like, do you know that this is a Roman Catholic Church? And I'm like, nah, I shouldn't do that. Yeah, or yeah. or I don't know, music. Like that's so easy for me. Yeah. I fall into that all the time. It's like, it's a sickness. It's a it's a blessing and a curse yeah. that I'm in the line of work that I'm in because it's constant. Like when you go just go to a random parish, like you're like, oh man, that was like really good, or like God, this is difficult for See, me. See, uh, but you're you're talented and and professional and skilled enough to be a judgment. You can judge that, but when I do it, you know, I'm just you know <laughs> that dude who strummed his guitar ten years ago, and I'm out here going, no. mm, but a- I, I I think. In in the in the same vein of like, we shouldn't be judging like anybody, especially people doing that. It's like it's oh, all right. heart, especially when you're not good. That's like, it. hey, but I look at him and like, is this really all heart, man? You are putting on a show right now. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I mean, as, as we're 25 minutes in, and I think if it's people are venial. still listening to this, yeah. you know that we're actually talking about confession. Which Correct. we've been kind of meaning to talk about this for for a while, but I I thought um, something poignant that that you were kind of bringing up in prepping for this uh, recording was a a question 
that that you posed that I said, okay, let's save it for the pod. And it was just what what does reconciling with God like mean to us or mean to you specifically? And then maybe sharing some experiences with it. But I, I think phrasing it that way is is beautiful first off, and it's also like makes you think. So I'd like to know in your experiences what what does reconciling with with him mean to you yeah i asked this question i don't really know if i have the answer i think it's <laughs> uh, you're like this is why i asked the question exactly this is why i asked <laughs> i think reconciliation is a more appropriate word than confessing your sins because i do think one confession is one way right like i think confession is uh egocentric where it's you know let me tell you what's what's wrong here from That's my end, I think reconciliation is only possible in relationship, right? Like you can confess whenever you want, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But I think reconciliation takes like two people understanding each other and like being intimately close to one another. Like even one person saying, I forgive you, isn't the same as two people saying, doing the back and forth. And I think that's what the sacrament really is, is... It's not so much about you, about how you feel about God or how you've done anything against God, but more so, do you recognize how God feels about you or how God views you? And one of the things that came up to me was like, dude, you don't go to confession for necessarily absolution. Yes, great, receive the reward of absolution, but you go to confession for mercy, for for God's love, because God's love is... Is present there like mm-hmm. you don't go there to yeah yes because it needs to be repaired but more so just because of the very fact that this is a tangible physical experience of the mystery and love of god and that's why you go to confession that's why you participate in any sacrament and so i think reconciliation what does it mean it's it's that you are in good relationship with god which requires uh, confession, but also a listening and understanding and acceptance of God's love. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I agree wholeheartedly. I thought you said that eloquently and beautifully. I think when, and and I'm talking about human relationships here too, but when there is a rift and, you know, there is something messed up, like, I, I feel like reconciliation and you know aka going to confession i feel like when there is a rift it's a call to to action right you can either like leave it how it is like that's that's an action like mm-hmm. not doing anything true, like true. you know being being what is it being sloth about it i don't know <laughs> being uh non-avoidant deadly sins here. avoidance but uh yeah, no, yeah. but just but you know choosing to like leave it how it is and then choosing to fix it, to repair it, to because you miss it. You know what I mean? Not yeah. it in this case, but him. I say it in terms of the relationship. But mm-hmm. um, in my experiences, something happens to me where you, where it becomes very evident that I'm I'm like falling far away from the Lord, and mm-hmm. I I get the feeling of like missing someone. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. like what you were saying about like how going in there is like actually recognizing about how the way that God feels about us too. Cause I can feel that way. Right. Like I can feel like I'm missing the Lord and I feel like I'm, I'm far from him, but that, mm-hmm. that won't be the driving force to like actually get my ass in the, 
in the confessional. What will what will do that is the realization that like he misses me too. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and 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 it that happens in like such different times, and that's manifested itself in different ways. And maybe I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm sure scholars and theologians and priests could could say, yeah, you should probably just go anyway. <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to say that I'm waiting for that moment to be like, oh, you know what, God no. misses me. But yeah. I am a very like words of affirmation type person. But and when when those when that. Um, truth that thought hits me then I I like run there even though you know one could tell me like one could criticize me for being like oh you're just kind of waiting in this and again that's selfish that's that's pride right but once the Lord has revealed to me and and again I I recognize that he's constantly trying to reveal this to me and it's my like human stupidity and and pride that prevents me from seeing it but when I see it and I remember that like god you know as much as I feel far from him and as much as I miss him this dude probably like misses me more <laughs> right right is what gets me to go back in there and I'm like oh okay yeah I I I need to go yeah I was I'm listening to that whole thing and the word that really I mean I attach to the word of like missing and not so much that I miss you, God. Like that is like human nature to long for God, Mm -hmm. but it's in the recognizing that we miss each other, I think is huge. That's like real relationship where it's not just that God misses you. And it's not just the feeling that I miss you, God. It's that I recognize like it's a real understanding. It's a real knowledge not just a feeling or an opinion. It's not an opinion. Yeah, yeah. That's the cool thing about it. Exactly. And and it's crazy because it's like when you fall into times like this, or I'll just speak personally, like when when I've fallen into seasons like that, it's crazy. Like the thought of uh, the prodigal son is is so crazy to me because time and time again it's it's as if like I've tricked myself into thinking like I'm not like <laughs> worthy of it and time and yeah. time again every time that I've like bring myself I take that first step to go the father is like running back to me towards me when you think like you know you're the world and the evil one can trick you into being like you know mm-hmm. you're not worthy of this you know you've hurt him so bad or you've been away from him for so long and yet every single time I turn I turn this way and Who's coming back to me? It's 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 him, you know, with a ring and a robe, just being like, "Welcome back, bro!" <laughs> like I'm, I've been, been waiting for you. Yeah, yeah, you know? and I, that's I, that's awesome. I read that book by Henry Now and The Return of the Prodigal Son because I wanted uh-huh. to better understand like this whole idea of God's love and God's mercy and all that stuff. But I think any type of knowledge does not amount to the experiential understanding of not that God loves me, but that God, like, I don't know what the word is, like wants me, you know, like desires you can love you. Yeah, yeah, he desires me, which I think is just, is also different. Cause I can, I can love whatever, right? I can love basketball or I can love my TV. <laughs> right. But I don't like desire my TV. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and what's crazy about sin is it, bl- it like blinds us into thinking that that's not, the case and it's very easy to like think about times where i mean because we've been taught like our whole life you know like love god you know pursue god run to god it's always like that and like in those times it's so difficult to see that the that he want he's he's running to you you know that image of like him like knocking on the door but there's like no knob on his side 
Like he's a jealous God, but he's not like a forceful God. He's never going to be like, <laughs> boom, kick down the door unless you want me to, you know? Okay. <laughs> kind of, kind of thing. I've never so, been given that visual before, but it makes which sense. One? The Jesus with no doorknob. Oh man, that was like a retreat staple for I've us. I've never bro. heard that before. It's like uh it's like someone like coming towards the door and you can see Jesus on the other side, but there's no doorknob. So he's he's just like the knocker, you know? <laughs> he's Heisenberg. <laughs> he's just, he is the one who knocks. So But I like that. You know, my my aunt used to tell me that all the time. Like I love that phrase in uh in that song How He Loves It opens with a line that just says, He's jealous for me. I was like, I love, I love knowing that our God is a jealous God, but He's not a, you know, a forceful one. Yeah, you and know? that's like, that's like Old Testament. That's like deep stuff, right? Like, and it just circles back to this whole idea of jealousy. Also, like when when used healthily and holy and in a holy light, like leads to forgiveness, man. Like it's whatever mm-hmm. it will take to get you to me, I I will do right, like to the utmost. And I think that like realization it has nothing to do with I've, I've always asked people like well how do you know you feel forgiven or you feel reconciled and it's like dude who cares what you think like <laughs> the lord is with you right like the lord has just wants to be wholeheartedly part of your entire being and life and has designed you that way do not like don't you realize that like do not you grasp that idea and as humans, it's just hard that we to to grasp that idea, but it's in the sacraments, including reconciliation and confession and penance, that I realize that more and more and, and feel that more and more. But mm-hmm. feeling it more and more is just a affirmation of a truth that is just very yeah. What's clear. already what's already been done. Correct. So, yeah. What's already been done. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Is there any like? Any particular confessions that you can, you can think about well, that like God were God. I don't know stick out to you in your mind whether they were as poignant and as beautiful as all the the last five minutes of what we've been talking about or like maybe opposite where you Dude, felt like this is this is I think this is I, I will stay long on this but I think every single time man it, I and I think that came particularly I was in I was in Baltimore and. Living in Baltimore on my own, just living the bachelor life in this middle of downtown Baltimore. Nice. Yeah, nice. Man. Two blocks from the Baltimore Basilica. And <laughs> I would go there, and I remember that's the time when I was going like every week. But I only okay. started going every week. One, because I'm just a sinner in general. But two, because the priest, his name was Billy, his name was William Graham. So I used to, in my head, call him Billy Graham. And then Billy Graham shout died. Out, shout out Father Billy. Yeah. Then Billy died, and that was... Or Billy Graham, the evangelist, died. Um, <laughs> so I would give this William Graham some crap. because like, aren't you supposed to be dead? But um, <laughs> anyway, he was just like a really sweet and understanding person to the point where he personified, as he should, this like total... like care and Mm. love for me right like and it was with the screen too but he knew like it was almost a like he knew it was me and i knew it was him and it was just like he is not judging me he is not i was there every week right and he's just not like oh you again or anything like Like, none of that hey rob 
And I think it was like the regularity of just being with this person, like person in Christ, right? And representing yeah, that. Yeah. That where there's not one individual experience, it, it was the consistency of I love that. spending time, particularly in conversation, right? Like, I don't think I'm a words of affirmation guy, but I can go to mass and do the consistency of receiving the sacraments that way. But there's a such an intimate, loving experience of speaking with one person and that person as Christ speaking to you, speaking back to you. Yes, and dude. to do that consistently, regardless of the state of your heart, is changed my life, man. Changed how I view all sacraments, how I view relationships, man, how I viewed every woman that I pursued changes how I talk to my wife today and interact with my wife today. Mm. But just that consistency in Baltimore, man, that that probably saved my life, to be honest, man, because shit. Respect, respect. Different I, time. Shouts out to, to in persona Christy, Father Bill. Father Billy, William Graham, my guy. <laughs> I'm going to Google him. I'd say, like, I won't, I mean, I agree with you. I won't go into that because you literally just shared <laughs> that experience of like consistency but i i will say besides like the random like i i when i was a missionary i was like super not shy and i'm still not shy to this day but super unafraid to like if i saw a catholic priest in a non-church setting i did not care i was going there and i was going to ask him if he could like hear my confession wow. real quick I, I did it at, at an airport i did it at a where were we? we were just like outside in dc and we were pretty big on like going to confession before a retreat mm-hmm. and one of my homies hadn't gone and he was like i'm down to go if you can find a priest saw a priest was like hey my friend wants to go to confession would you would you listen to his confession like wow. that was just kind of my shtick at that point in my life but um i'd say another experience where it's kind of along the same lines of, you know, at the beginning talking about the uh, losing our, our baby. But again, we can go into this on another episode as well. <laughs> but while we were pregnant with our first child, Gus, uh, Joe and I went to this music festival. You know, probably not the best idea for a pregnant <laughs> lady to, to be there because it was hot as fuck. But anyway, um, I'm going to fast forward uh, what happened. But basically, like, Late in the night, essentially, we were there like all day. We were like kind of in like the big, big ass crowd, thousands of people. And we were kind of like in the, I'd say the front of the middle section of this giant, you know, field. Okay. You know, I wouldn't say like the the actual middle, but you know, the front of the middle, probably back of like the front rows kind of, kind of area. And um, I don't know what happened. Like we were just waiting for Usher to come on. And people heard gunshots and we turned around and it was like the scariest thing ever. Like I turned around and a stamp, I've never seen this many people like running their full speed, like at us. And immediately I like go to my wife and just try to like, you know, cover. And it, it was like a, it was a crazy scene, man. Like we saw people like climbing fences, trying to like rip through barricades. Cause they didn't know what was like going on. And right. we didn't know what was going on, and obviously my my wife is pregnant at this point. I think it was probably May. You know, she gave birth in August, so no Shit. September. Sorry, sorry, Gus. I said that because your name's August. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, scariest moment of my life. It was pretty. I don't know, traumatizing, 
one could say. And anyway, the next day, the very next Sunday, I was uh, I was the confirmation director at a parish at the time. Uh, we had a like reconciliation service for our confirmation students so that, you know, the diocese recommends that people before they get confirmed, go to confession. I was just kind of thinking about everything that just happened uh, the night before. And once the last kid went, we had like five priests there. I just walked up to one of the priests. He just so happened to be like one of the younger, the youngest priests there. And again, I opened the confession basically by saying like, I don't even know if this is like a real confession, but can I just tell you what happened to me yesterday? And I just like told him everything in detail and was just like breaking down. I'm not even like a super cryy type of guy that I've come to come to realize that about myself as I've gotten older. It takes a lot these days for that to happen. And I was just like in such a weird place. I was like the, the kind of crying where you're like, <laughs> like it's hard yeah, to breathe. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, like, I guess this is like what's coming out from like what I was feeling yesterday. Cause at, at, at that point I was like trying to be, you know, strong, you know, for my, for my wife and like the, the friends that, that were there with us. And I can't lie to you, man. Like that confession sticks out to me so much because that man felt like Jesus in that moment, dude, because like he, he just like took everything that I was saying and just like, he just like listened, <laughs> he just like listen to what i was saying he like i can't even remember if he hugged me or not but it felt like he did wow do you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah. and i was like wow and he, i mean again he still gave me absolution at the end of it like i was like this and you know anything else that i can't think of yeah. but this is what happened and he just he just sat there and talked to me and we were like just the only ones in the church at that point and i was just like you know hindsight being 2020 and like looking at that scenario now, just kind of thinking about it. It just shows me like how I don't think there's like a accurate human adjective to describe how good and merciful the Lord is. Cause in that moment, like I didn't even, I don't, I don't know why, like I felt like I wanted to go. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, in yeah. these times in my life where I felt like it and he just listened, like just loved the shit out of me there you know what i mean yeah and in that moment i was like man i just need to like i've like received the eucharist you know many times in my life i've spent hours in front of the blessed sacrament and i don't think it ever felt as intimate as it did with with the lord and mm-hmm. then in that moment where it was yeah. like it wasn't even like man i like feel so far from god i was just like i'm so scared you know, like what happened to me was just so crazy yeah. yesterday. And my wife is pregnant. It's not just like me. It's not just my wife. It's like our our baby in there. And we thought there was a chance we were gonna, you know, be murdered. So right. yeah, I laugh about it, but it was it was crazy. And that that experience uh, will stick with me for the rest of my life. It's crazy. I should probably reach out to him. He actually, I found out later that he is uh, one of the associate. Pastors, I don't know if that's the right word, but associate priests at uh, the Caruso Center, 10 minutes from my house. Oh, dude. There's a conference at USC in February about like Catholic higher education or not Catholic higher education, but like Newman Center stuff, I think. Okay, that's cool. When is that? I mean, you're about to have a kid, but I think it's February like (laughs) two, three or something. Oh great! Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, her, his due date. So yeah, that's cool. right. third. Um, <laughs> dude. But yeah, I mean, I've experienced. I felt. I felt like, not even not being in right relationship with him, but I felt like 
something was reconciled in that moment. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, for sure. I think this is the way to end, right? Well, you said that there is no human language that captures the love and mercy of God. Mm-hmm. And it's that crazy. is why he gave us one his son and sacraments, right? That this is where you experience mm-hmm. it, right? This is it. And and it's sacraments are relationships. Like they are full on communion with God. And so I I mean, we're on a podcast trying to capture it with words when you're literally saying yeah. that there's just no fucking words for it. And I think that's great, man. I think that's the way you put a fucking cherry on and say, be a part of it, dude. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Into it. Like, I mean, I sound like I'm being sarcastic, but, <laughs> but it is. Yeah. You know? Dude, as you're saying, I've been, as you're talking, as you're talking, the way I like just want to like put a fucking, you know, pin it, pin it, and call it a day is I've been praying the Magnificat for like three days in a row. Nice. So great go, time of year to do that. Go me. Um, <laughs> But the line that kept sticking out to me as you were talking was, right, like, is that the people shall call me blessed because the Lord has done good things for me. And it doesn't come off as prideful, right? The way you were talking was not like, oh, God loves me so much and all that. But, like, you could see how blessed someone is because God is just so present in their lives. And because you allow it, too, right, you allow that. You allow God into your life and you recognize God's movement in your life and presence and mercy and all that. And so Mm -hmm. I would just like to affirm you in (laughs) your blessedness and to see God moving in your life is just great, man. I, this, this particular conversation, I think forgiveness and mercy is, is, is central to the Christian and Catholic experience, particularly my own life. And so I appreciate you talking the way you've talked and living the way you lived man this is this is a good one uh i'm happy to hey, be man. up at 1 a.m hearing this from you <laughs> on the west coast i and no i appreciate that man it's like it it it's so simplistic and again i'm, I'm reaffirming that there are no accurate words for it but he's just so like good <laughs> he's, he's just time and time again he's so good, good like man. i i don't know how to describe it it's when you watch, like for us, you know, sports fans, when you when you're watching like a virtuoso perform, like I could think of like Kobe in that uh, 2010 finals against the Celtics. Not that you know horrific Game Seven that he could barely shoot anything, but like one of the games, like in the Garden, he was just putting up like I'm not comparing Kobe to God. Okay, I'm just like <laughs> I'm talking about this feeling. But I'm saying, like, he kept putting up, like, crazy shot after crazy shot where, like, any defensive player would be like, there's nothing you can do. And it was all, like, super inefficient, like, turnaround, like, mid-range shit. Like, before, exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and, and they just kept going. And I remember watching that with my brother and, like, a couple of our friends were there. And we were just like, dude, he is so good. Like, <laughs> we'd look at each other and be like, he, like, I don't, there's nothing they can do. And, like... This is the the you know the vibe that I'm talking about. There's just time and time in our lives where you know it's not because of you and it's not because of like any other human hand. It's like it's the Lord and you can look at your life in hindsight and just keep looking and be like god, he is just so good. I don't know. I like I don't even deserve it. Like I don't even like yeah. Sh- I shouldn't 
get the things that I get. And yet he's still like, nope, I want this for you. And then that's what makes it easier when you go through like challenges and difficulties and seasons when you're far away from him because you remember like the love and the mercy and how good he is. And you're like, man, there's probably a reason why I'm going through this. Or like he'll see me through this because he's just so fucking good. Boy, we are this. You need to put a pin in that. And that I think that's what we there. There's many more episodes of that yeah but you're right and i agree with you (laughs) amen amen amen